Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In 832 AD, Angus McFergus, the king of the Picts, had a dream. He sees a vision of St. Andrew. St. Andrew tells Angus to look for the sign of the cross of Christ in the air. The following day, Angus was to lead a Pictish army into battle against the Angles at Athol Stainford, 20 miles or 32 kilometres just outside of Edinburgh. What happens next is how St Andrew became the patron saint of Scotland. Join me, Owen Innes, on episode number 36 of the Scottish History Podcast to find out more. On that day in 832 AD, Angus and his army did indeed look to the sky. The sky itself was pale blue and the only blemish was of that of an X-shaped cross made from the clouds. Angus led his Pictish army to victory that day, where the leader of the Angles, Athelstan, was killed on a fjord near the river, which gave the village, Athelstainford, its name. However, it wasn't just the name Athel Stainford that was born that day. St Andrew was declared Scotland's patron saint that day, and Scotland's national flag was also born. St Andrew is also known as Andrew the Apostle, who along with his brother Simon Peter, became the first two disciples of Jesus Christ according to Christianity in the New Testament. He is also believed to be the first to refer to Jesus as the Messiah. Andrew was said to have been martyred by crucifixion in 60 AD. First he was presented with a T-shaped cross like the one that Jesus was crucified on. However, Andrew supposedly denied this cross as he deemed himself unworthy to be crucified the same way as Jesus. Instead, he was crucified on an X-shaped cross which became known as the St. Andrew's Cross. Legend has it that a few years after Andrew's death, St. Regulus, or better known as St. Rule, was ordered in a dream by an angel that he must take some relics of St. Andrew to the ends of the earth for protection. So he took one of St. Andrew's kneecaps, a bone from his upper arm, three fingers and a tooth on a ship, and was eventually shipwrecked in the town of Kilrymont in Fife, 
Here, a monastery was built containing these relics and the town was renamed St Andrews years later. The town then became an important pilgrimage site in Scotland for Christians. St Andrew's Cathedral was built in 1318, however was destroyed during the Reformation and unfortunately the relics brought over by St Rule were also destroyed. Later, however, in 1879, the Archbishop of Almalfi in Italy gifted a piece of Andrew's shoulder blade to Scotland so that a piece of St Andrew will always remain in Scotland. Pope Paul VI donated further relics in 1969. Officially, St Andrew was made the patron saint of Scotland during the signing of the Declaration of Arbroath in 1320 by Robert the Bruce. You can hear more about the Declaration of Arbroath in the bonus episode number 2, sandwiched in between episode 4 and 5, I believe, of this particular podcast, where I read the entire Declaration of Arbroath. Now, St Andrew isn't only the patron saint of Scotland, but also of Greece, Russia, Romania and Barbados. The remnants of the cross he died on still reside in St Andrew's Cathedral, Patras, in Greece. His patronage extends to fishmongers, gout, singers, sore throats, spinsters, maidens, old maids and young women. In Romania, on St Andrew's Eve, which is the 29th of November, it is a custom that young women are to lay 41 grains of wheat under their pillow before they go to sleep. If they dream that someone comes to steal the grains, then the young women will be married within the next year. This is just one of a number of superstitions to take place on St Andrew's Eve. I do recommend that you look them up online as some of them are even more crazy than that one. So the town of St Andrews itself in Fife is of course a very lovely place and it features many landmarks that are well worth visiting. The first of course would be the ruins of St Andrews Cathedral which features St Rule's Tower. St Rule's Church however was the first building to be built on that particular site and itself was built around 1120 to 1150. Part of the church itself was built to hold the relics brought over by St. Rule. The rest of the cathedral was completed, as mentioned before, in 1318 and was consecrated by Bishop William Lamberton with King Robert the Bruce attending the ceremony. It was at this time Scotland's largest building. Nearby the cathedral are the ruins of St. Andrew's Castle, which was built around 1200 as a residence for the bishops of the diocese. It was repeatedly extended and renovated, especially after damage incurred during both the First War of Scottish Independence and, of course, Henry VIII's rough wooing. After the Reformation as well, however, it fell into its ruinous state. The Holy Trinity, or Town Kirk in the town, is an impressive church that is well worth a visit also. It lost most of its features um, when it was under renovation between 1798 and 1800. However, now it has been restored once again to resemble its more medieval appearance. 
The West Sands of St Andrews is a stunning two miles of uninterrupted beach complete with plenty of sand dunes. This beach famously appeared in the opening scenes to the movie Chariots of Fire. St Andrews University is the third oldest English-speaking university in Britain and is the oldest in Scotland, being founded in 1410. And finally, of course, St Andrews is known as the home of golf. The famous old course at St Andrews has recently been named the oldest golf course in the world, taking that title away from the Musselburgh Lynx course, which is not too far away from me. No golf, however, on St Andrews golf courses played on a Sunday, and anyone can walk the course on this particular day making it an, an ideal place and time for golf lovers to visit St Andrews. So that's the story on how St Andrew became St Andrew, the patron saint of Scotland, and uh, how the cross, the St Andrew's flag, the St Andrew's cross flag was born as well. Um, the saltire, I think, is what most people would refer to it as. Uh, the saltire is basically that X shape on uh, any form of background. And saltire is also the same flag as Jamaica, for example. And so our one is called the St. Andrew's Cross. So St. Andrew's Day is this coming Monday, which is the 30th of November. Uh, it is a designated uh, national holiday as such. Uh, however, it's not written into law that anyone gets a day off, unfortunately. So... Uh, um, unlike Christmas, etc., you don't get a day off specifically for it. But that's uh, always uh, it's always fun. It's not necessarily a holiday which is, or or even a day which is much celebrated in Scotland as such. Um, kind of the same as you know the the, the victory at Bannockburn, you know, on the dates and and Culloden, etc. There is no real um celebration as such most people will probably just have a little whiskey or something like that but there's no special meal for St Andrew's Day that that happens in every family sort of thing so moving on just to sort of finish off this episode of course uh, next week we're going to be back to learning i think it was the romans that we got up to on the last episode so we'll be going back there um, I'm testing out some new equipment at the moment. I do have something called a noise gate uh, on just now because there's tons of cars and buses, etc. moving around in the background. So because of that, I'm trying out whether this actually kind of blocks out most of that. Um, seems to be going okay so far. So uh, if you've got any comments on that, then that would be great. Uh, if you want to support the podcast in any way, please do so by following me on the social media channels, which of course uh, the normal one would be Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Scott History Pod, all one word. You've got Twitter and that's at Scott History Pod. Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Scott History Pod. You can email me directly at scotthistorypod at gmail.com. Or, of course, just cut out all those middlemen and go straight to the main website, which is www.scotthistorypod.com. And if you want to support the podcast financially, which is always greatly appreciated, and I thank uh, all 40 of you which are currently 
um, supporting me through the Patreon. Uh, massive, massive thank you for that. And if you want to join those people, then please feel free to do so. And that's through Patreon. So it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Scott History Pod. And there is a monthly, almost a subscription sort of thing where you pay monthly £1 or £3, I've sent it to. Um, so it's either £1 or £3, I should say. Um, per month, uh, you can cancel it at any time, etc. Uh, easy peasy. Uh, so once again, folks, uh, that's it for this week. I do have some uh, quite important news coming up about uh, a future episode of the podcast. Um, and then uh, I'm thinking about maybe taking a little break over the Christmas period, but we will um, get to that when it comes to it. We still have over a month before that happens. So anyway, uh, thank you very much, folks. Take very good care of yourselves. And I'll speak to you again next week. Ace Salerth. <laughs>